are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. In all animals in the animal kingdom, sleep is a naturally reoccurring state characterized by altered consciousness, relatively inhibited sensory activity and inhibition of nearly all voluntary muscles. It is distinguished from wakefulness by a decreased ability to react to stimuli and it is more easily reversible than being in hibernation or a coma. During sleep, Most systems in an animal are in a heightened anabolic state, accentuating the growth and rejuvenation of the immune, nervous, skeletal, and muscular systems. Sleep is observed in mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, and fish, and in some form in insects and even simpler animals such as nematodes, suggesting that sleep is universal to the animal kingdom. The purpose and mechanisms of sleep are only partially clear and the subject of substantial ongoing research. Sleep is sometimes thought to help conserve energy, though this theory is not fully adequate as it only decreases metabolism by about 5 to 10%. Additionally, it is observed that mammals require sleep even during the hypometabolic state of hibernation, in which circumstance is, it is actually a net loss of energy as the animal returns from the hypothermia to the euthermia 
in order to sleep. Humans may suffer from a number of sleep disorders. These include disomnias, such as insomnia, hypersomnia, and sleep apnea, and parasomnias, such as sleepwalking and REM behavior disorder, and the circadian rhythm sleep disorders. In mammals and birds, sleep is divided into two broad types. Rapid eye movement, also known as REM sleep, and non-rapid eye movement, NREM or non-REM sleep. Each type has a distinct set of physiological and neurological features associated with it. REM sleep is associated with the capability of dreaming. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine divides non-REM into three stages, N1, N2, and N3, the last of which is also called delta sleep or slow-wave sleep. Non-REM stage one. This is the stage between sleep and wakefulness. The muscles are active and the eyes roll slowly, opening and closing moderately. Non-REM stage two. This is the stage theta activity is observed and sleepers become gradually harder to awaken. The alpha waves of the previous stage are interrupted by abrupt activity called spindles and K complexes. Non-REM stage 3. Formally divided into stage 3 and stage 4, this stage is now called slow wave sleep or SWS. Slow wave sleep is initiated in the preoptic area and consistent of delta activity, high amplitude waves at less than 3.5 hertz. The sleeper is less responsive to the environment. Many environmental stimuli no longer produce any reaction. REM, rapid eye movement. The sleeper now enters rapid eye movement where most muscles are paralyzed. REM sleep is turned on by acetylcholine secretion and is inhibited by neurons that secrete serotonin. This level is also referred to as paradoxical sleep because the sleeper, although exhibiting EEG waves similar to that of a waking state, is harder to arouse than at any other sleep stage. Vital signs indicate arousal and oxygen consumption by the brain is higher than when the sleeper is awake. An adult reaches REM approximately every 90 minutes, with the latter half of sleep being more dominated by this stage. REM sleep occurs as a person returns to stage 1 from a deep sleep. The function of REM sleep is uncertain, but a lack of it will impair the ability to learn complex tasks. 
One approach to understanding the role of sleep is to study the deprivation of it. During this period, the EEG patterns returns to high-frequency waves, which look similar to the waves produced while the person is awake. Sleep proceeds in cycles of REM and non-REM, usually a four or five of them per night, the order normally being N1, N2, N3, N2, REM. There is a greater amount of deep sleep, which is N3, earlier in the night, while the proportion of REM sleep increases in the two cycles just before natural awakening. The stages of sleep were first described in 1937 by Alfred Lee Loomis and his co-worker who separated the different electroencephalography EEG features of sleep into five levels, A to E, which represented the spectrum from wakefulness to deep sleep. In 1953, REM sleep was discovered as distinct, and thus William Demet and Nathaniel Clayton reclassified sleep into four non-REM stages and REM. The staging criteria were standardized in 1968 by Alan Rafshin and Anthony Kales in the R&K Sleeping Scoring Manual. In the R&K standard, non-REM sleep was divided into four stages, with slow-wave sleep compromising stage three and stage four. In stage three, delta waves made up less than 50% of the total wave patterns while they made up more than 50% in stage 4. Furthermore, REM sleep was sometimes referred to as stage 5. In 2004, the AASM commissioned the AASM Visual Scoring Task Force to review the RNK scoring system. The reviewed results in several changes, the most significant being the combination of stage 3 and stage 4 into non-REM stage 3. The revised scoring was published in 2007 in the AASM Manual for the Scoring of Sleep and Associated Events. Arousal and respiratory, cardiac and movements events were also added. Sleep stages and other characteristics of sleep are commonly assessed by polysomnography in a specialized sleep laboratory. Measurements taken include EEG of brain waves, electrooculography or EOG of the eye movements, and electromyography, EMG, of the skeletal muscle activity. In humans, the average length of the first sleep cycle is approximately 90 minutes and 100 to 120 minutes from the second to the fourth cycle, which is usually the last one. 
Each stage may have a distinct physiological function, and this can result in sleep that exhibits loss of consciousness, but does not fulfill its physiological functions. Example, one may still feel tired after apparently sufficient sleep. Scientific studies on sleep have shown that sleep stage at awakening is an important factor in amplifying sleep inertia. According to 2007 AASM standards, non-REM sleep consists of three stages now. There is relatively little dreaming in non-REM. Stage non-REM 1 refers to the transition of the brain from alpha waves having a frequency of 8 to 13 hertz, common in the awake state, to theta waves having frequencies of 4 to 7 hertz. This stage is sometimes referred to as somnolence or drowsy sleep. Sudden twitches and hyponic jerks, also known as positive myclonus, may be associated with onset of sleep during non-REM sleep 1. Some people may also experience hypnagogic associations during this stage. During N1, the subject loses some muscle tone and most conscious awareness of the external environment. Stage non-REM 2 is characterized by sleep spindles ranging from 11 to 16 hertz and K-complexes. During this stage, muscular activity as measured by EMG decreases and conscious awareness of the external environment disappears. This stage occupies 45 to 55% of total sleep in adults. Non-REM stage 3, which is also known as deep or slow-wave sleep, is characterized by the presence of minimum of 20% delta waves ranging from 0.5 to 2 hertz and having a peak-to-peak amplitude of greater than 75 microvolts. This is the stage in with parasomnias such as night terrors, nocturnal uresis, sleepwalking, and somiloquy occur. Many illustrations and descriptions still show a stage N3 with 20 to 50% delta waves and a stage N4 with greater than 50% delta waves than there had been combined as stage N3. Rapid eye movement sleep, or REM sleep, also known as paradoxical sleep, accounts for 20 to 25% of total sleep time in most human adults. The criteria for REM sleep include rapid eye movements as well as rapid low-voltage EEG. During REM sleep, EEG patterns returns to a higher frequency sawtooth waves. Most memorable dreaming occurs in this stage. At least in mammals, a descending muscular atonia is seen. Such paralysis may be necessary 
to protect organisms from self-damage through physically acting out scenes from their often vivid dreams that occur during this stage. Sleep timing is controlled by their circadian clock. Sleep-wake homostasis and in humans within certain bounds will behavior. Their circadian clock an inner timekeeping, temperature-fluctuating, enzyme-controlling device works in tandem with andocene, a neurotransmitter that inhibits many of the bodily processes associated with wakefulness. Andocene is created over the course of the day. High levels of andocene lead to sleepiness. In dineural animals, Sleepiness occurs as the circadian element causes the release of hormone melatonin and the gradual decrease in core body temperature. The timing is affected by one's chronotype. This is the circadian rhythm that determines the ideal timing of a correctly structured and restorative sleep episode. Homeostatic sleep propensity, the need for sleep as a function of the amount of time elapsed since the last adequate sleep episode, must be balanced against the circadian element for satisfactory sleep. Along with corresponding messages from the circadian clock, this tells the body it needs to sleep. Sleep offset, also known as awakening, is primarily determined by circadian rhythm. A person who regularly awakens at an early hour will generally not be able to sleep much later than his or her normal waking time, even if he or she is moderately sleep-deprived. Sleep duration is affected by the gene DEC2, People with a certain DEC2 mutation sleep two hours less than normal. This gene also affects the sleep patterns of mice and likely does for all mammals. What are the optimal amounts of sleep for human beings? The optimal amount of sleep is not a meaningful concept unless the timing of that sleep is seen in relation to an individual's circadian rhythms. A person's major sleep episode is relatively ineffective and inadequate when it occurs at the wrong time of day. One should be asleep for at least six hours before the lowest body temperature. The timing is correct when the following two circadian markers occur after the middle of the sleep episode and before awakening. Maximum concentration of the hormone melatonin and the second is minimum core body temperature. Human sleep needs vary by age and amongst individuals and sleep is considered to be adequate when there is no daytime sleepiness or dysfunction. Moreover, self-reported sleep duration 
is only moderately correlated with actual sleep time as measured by actigraphy. And those affected with sleep state misperception may typically report having slept only four hours despite having slept a full eight hours. A University of California San Diego psychiatry study of more than one million adults found that people who lived the longest self-reporting sleeping for six to seven hours each night. Another study of sleep duration and mortality risk in women showed similar results. Other studies showing that sleeping more than seven to eight hours per day has been consistently associated with increased mortality, though this study suggests the cause is probably other factors such as depression and socioeconomic status, which would correlate statistically. It has been suggested that the correlation between the lower sleep hours and reduced morbidity only occurs with those who wake naturally rather than those who use an alarm. Researchers at the University of Warwick and the University College London have found that lack of sleep can more than double the risk of death from cardiovascular disease, but that too much sleep can also be associated with the doubling of risk of death, though not primarily from cardiovascular disease. One study says that short sleep has been shown to be a risk factor for weight gain, hypertension, and type 2 diabetes, sometimes leading to mortality. But in contrast to the short sleep mortality association, it appears that no potential mechanisms by which long sleep could be associated with increased mortality have yet been investigated. Some candidate causes for this include depression, low socioeconomic status, and cancer-related fatigue. In terms of prevention, our findings indicate that consistently sleeping around seven hours per night is optimal for health and sustained reduction of any predisposed to ill health. Furthermore, sleep difficulties are closely associated with psychiatric disorders such as depression, alcoholism, and bipolar disorder. Up to 90% of adults with depression are found to have sleep difficulties. Dysregulation found on EEG includes disturbances in sleep continuity, decreased delta sleep, and altered REM patterns with regards to latency, distribution across the night, and density of eye movements. How many hours a day do we need to sleep? Well, that depends on your age a lot of the time. Children need more sleep per day in order to develop and function properly. Up to 18 hours a day for newborn babies, with a declining rate as the child ages. 
A newborn baby spends almost nine hours a day in REM sleep. By the age of five or so, only slightly over two hours is spent in REM. Studies say that school-aged children need about 10 to 11 hours of sleep per night. Here's a quick thumbnail on age and sleep. Newborns, which are considered zero to two months old, need 12 to 18 hours. Infants, which are three to 11 months old, need 14 to 15 hours. Toddlers are considered one to three years old, need 12 to 14 hours. Preschoolers, which are considered three to five-year-olds, need 11 to 13 hours. School-aged children, which are considered five years old to 10 years old, need 10 to 11 hours. And adolescents, which are 10 years to 17 years old, need eight and a half to nine and a quarter hours. Finally, everyone else, which are adults, including elderly, need somewhere between seven to nine hours. Naps. We've all taken one. The siesta habit has recently been associated with a 37% reduction in coronary mortality, possibly due to the reduced cardiovascular stress mediated by daytime sleep. Nevertheless, epidemiological studies on the relation between cardiovascular health and siestas have led to conflicting conclusions, possibly because of poor control of moderate moderator variables, such as physical activity. It is possible that people who take naps have different physical activity habits. Example, waking earlier and scheduling more activity during the morning. Such differences in physical activity may mediate different 24-hour profiles in cardiovascular function. Even if such effects of physical activity can be discounted for explaining the relationship between naps and cardiovascular health, it is still unknown whether it is the daytime nap itself, a supine posture, or the expectancy of a nap that is most important factor. It was recently suggested that a short nap can reduce stress and blood pressure, with the main changes in blood pressure occurring between the time of lights off and the onset of stage one sleep. Scientists have concluded that the acute time of falling asleep when, when it was beneficial cardiovascularly takes place. This study has indicated that a large decline in blood pressure occurs during the daytime sleep onset period, only when sleep is expected. However, when subjects rest in a supine position 
the same reduction in blood pressure is not observed. This blood pressure reduction may be associated with the lower coronary mortality rate seen in Mediterranean and Latin American populations in which siestas are common. Researchers assess cardiovascular function, blood pressure, heart rate, and measurements of blood vessel dilation. While nine healthy volunteers, 34 years of age on average, spent an hour spent an hour quietly standing, reclining at rest but not sleeping, or reclining to take a nap. All participants were restricted to four hours of sleep the night prior to each of the sleep laboratory tests. During the three phases of daytime sleep, he, researchers noted significant reduction in blood pressure and heart rate. By contrast, they did not observe changes in cardiovascular function while the participants were standing or reclining at rest. These findings also show that the greatest decline in blood pressure occurs between lights off and the onset of daytime sleep itself. So resting quietly evidently doesn't do it. You need to take a nap. During this sleep period, which lasted 9.7 minutes on average, blood pressure decreased while blood vessel dilation increased by more than 9%. Sleep debt is the effect of not getting enough sleep. A large debt causes mental, emotional, and physical fatigue. Sleep debt results in diminished abilities to perform high-level cognitive functions. Neurophysiological and functional imaging studies have demonstrated that frontal regions of the brain are particularly responsive to homeostatic sleep pressure. Scientists do not agree on how much sleep debt it is possible to accumulate, whether it is accumulated against an individual's average sleep or some other benchmark, nor on whether the prevalence of sleep debt amongst adults has changed appreciably in the industrialized world in recent decades. It is likely that children are sleeping less than previously in Western societies. Genetics also plays a part in our sleep. It is hypothesized that a considerable amount of sleep-related behavior, such as when and how long a person needs to sleep, is regulated by genetics. Researchers have discovered some evidence that seems to support this assumption. ABCC9 is one gene found which influences the duration of human sleep. Why do we sleep? Why, why, why? The multiple hypotheses proposed to explain the function of sleep reflect the incomplete understanding of the subject. When asked after 50 years of research what he knew about the reason why people sleeped, 
William Demnett, founder of the Stanford University Sleep Research Center, answered, As far as I know, the only reason we need to sleep that is really, really solid is because we get sleepy. It is likely that sleep evolved to fulfill some primeval function and took on multiple functions over time. Analogous to the larynx, which controls the passages of food and air, but descended over time to develop speech capabilities. If sleep were not essential, one would expect to find some animal species that do not sleep at all. Some animals that do not need recovery sleep after staying awake longer than usual. Or animals that suffer no serious consequences as a result of lack of sleep. Outside a few basal animals that have no brain or a very simple one, no animals have been found to date that satisfy any of these criteria. While some varieties of shark, such as great whites and hammerheads, must remain in motion at all times to move oxygenated water over their gills, it is possible they still sleep one cerebral hemisphere at a time, like marine mammals do. However, it remains to be shown definitively whether any fish is capable of unihemispheric sleep. There has been many proposed functions for sleep, the first of which being restoration. Wound healing has been shown to be affected by sleep. In a study in 2004, shows sleep deprivation hindering the healing of burns on rats. It has been shown that sleep deprivation affects the immune system, In a study in 2007, rats were deprived of sleep for 24 hours. When compared with a control group, the sleep-deprived rats' blood tests indicated a 20% decrease in white blood cell count, a significant change in the immune system. It is now possible to state that sleep loss impairs immune functions and immune challenges alters sleep. And it has been suggested that mammalian species, which invest in longer sleep times, are investing in the immune system, as species with the longer sleep times have higher white blood cell counts. Sleep has also been theorized to effectively combat the accumulation of free radicals in the brain by increasing the efficiency of endogenous antioxidant mechanisms. The effect of sleep duration on somatic growth is not completely known. One study in 2007 recorded growth height and weight as correlated to parent-reported time in bed in 305 children over a period of nine years when their ages were between 1 and 10 years of age. 
It was found that the variation of sleep duration among children does not seem to have an effect on growth. It has been shown that sleep, more specifically slow-wave sleep, does affect growth hormone levels in adult men. During eight-hour sleep, researchers found that men with high percentages of slow-wave sleep, averaging 24%, also had high growth hormone secretion, while subjects with a low percentage of slow-wave sleep, average 9%, had low-growth hormone secretion. There is some supporting evidence of the restorative function of sleep. The sleeping brain has been shown to remove metabolic waste products at a faster rate than during an awake state. While awake, Metabolism generates reactive oxygen species, which are damaging to cells. In sleep, metabolic rates decrease and reactivate oxygen species generation is reduced, allowing restorative processes to take over. It is theorized that sleep helps facilitate the synthesis of molecules that help repair and protect the brain from these harmful elements generated during waking. The metabolic phase during sleep is anabolic. Anabolic hormones such as growth hormones are secreted preferentially during sleep. The duration of sleep among species is, broadly speaking, inversely related to animal size and directly related to basal metabolic rate. Example, rats which have a high basal metabolic rate sleep for up to 14 hours a day, whereas elephants and giraffes, which have lower basal metabolic rates, sleep only 3 to 4 hours per day. Energy conservation could as well been accomplished by resetting without shutting off the organism from the environment, potentially a dangerous situation. A sedentary, non-sleeping animal is more likely to survive predators while still preserving energy. Sleep, therefore, seems to serve another purpose or other purposes than simply conserving energy. For example, hibernating animals waking up from hibernation go into rebound sleep because of lack of sleep during the hibernation period. They are definitely well rested and conserving energy during hibernation, but need sleep for something else. Rats kept awake indefinitely develop skin lesions, hyperphagia, loss of body mass, hypothermia, and eventually will die from a fatal sepsis. 
Another potential purpose for sleep could be to restore signal strength in synapses that are activated while awake to a baseline level, weakening unnecessary connections to better facilitate learning and memory functions again the next day. According to the ontogenetic hypothesis of REM sleep, the activity occurring during neonatal REM sleep or active sleep seems to be particularly important to the developing organism. Studies investigating the effects of deprivation of active sleep have shown that deprivation early in life can result in behavioral problems, permanent sleep disruption, and decreased brain mass, and, finally, an abnormal amount of neural cell death. REM sleep appears to be important for developing of the brain. REM sleep occupies the majority of time of sleep of infants who spend most of their time sleeping. Among different species, the more immature the baby is born, the more time it spends in REM sleep. Proponents also suggest that REM-induced muscle inhibition in the presence of brain activation exists to allow for brain development by activating the synapses yet without any motor consequences that may get the infant in trouble. Additionally, REM deprivation results in developmental abnormalities later in life. However, this does not explain why older adults still need REM sleep. Aquatic mammal infants do not have REM sleep in infancy. REM sleep in those animals increases as they age. Your memory has a lot to do with your sleep, and your sleep has a lot to do with your memory. Scientists have shown numerous ways in which sleep is related to memory, in a study conducted by researchers in 2007, working memory was shown to be affected by sleep deprivation. Working memory is important because it keeps information active for further processing and supports higher level cognitive functions such as decision making, reasoning, and episodic memory. The study allowed 18 women and 22 men to sleep only 26 minutes per night over a four-day period. Subjects were given initial cognitive tests while well-rested and then were tested again twice a day during the four days of sleep deprivation. On the final test, the average working memory span of the sleep-deprived group had dropped by 38% in comparison to the control group. The relationship between working memory and sleep can also be explained by testing how working memory works during sleep. 
researchers using event-related potentials to the perception of sentences during sleep showed that working memory for linguistic information is particularly preserved during sleep with a smaller capacity as compared to when awake. Memory seems to be affected differently at certain stages of sleep, such as REM and slow-wave sleep. In one study, multiple groups of human subjects were used, wake control groups and sleep test groups. Sleep and wake groups were taught a task and were then tested on it, both on early and late nights, with the order of nights balanced across participants. When the subject's brains were scanned during sleep, hypnograms revealed that slow-wave sleep was the dominant sleep stage during the early night, representing around 23% on average for sleep stage activity. The early night test group performed 16% better on the declarative memory test than the control group. During the late night sleep, REM became the most active sleep stage at about 24%, and the late night test group performed 25% better on the procedural memory test than the control group. This indicates that procedural memory benefits from late REM-rich sleep, whereas declarative memory benefits from early slow-wave-rich sleep. A study conducted by researchers supports these results. The subjects chosen were 22 male rats. A box was constructed wherein a single rat could move freely from one end to the other. The bottom of the box was made of a steel grate. A light would shine in the box accompanied by a sound. After a five-second delay, an electrical shock would be applied. Once the shock commenced, the rat could move to the other end of the box, ending the shock immediately. The rat could also use the five-second delay to move to the other end of the box and avoid the shock entirely. The length of the shock never exceeded five seconds. This was repeated 30 times for half the rats. The other half, the control group, was placed in the same trial but the rats were shocked regardless of the reaction. After each of the training sessions, the rats would be placed in a recording cage for six hours of polygraphic recordings. The process was repeated for three consecutive days. The study found that during the sleep recording sessions, rats spent 25% more time in REM sleep after learning trials than after control trials. These trials support the result of researchers indicating an obvious correlation between REM sleep and procedural knowledge. An observation by the research study is that the learning group spent 180% more time in slow-wave sleep than did the control group during the post-trial sleep recording session. This phenomena is reported and supported by a study performed by other researchers. This study shows that after spatial exploration activity, 
patterns of hippocampal place cells are reactivated during slow-wave sleep following the experiment. Sleep. We need it so bad, and it's so important to a healthy life. But we still don't quite understand it. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.